hey everybody this is uh me you already know siri not available brandon show i'm actually in new york uh this week and we decided to do like a, a kind of iheart new york kind of copenhagen mashup uh highlight show this week uh the almighty has probably just been on uh this is pre-recorded obviously um we're going to talk to uh, some Danes that have chosen to live in New York, and I'm going to ask them kind of uh, all the questions that I always get asked the reversed way. So, uh, yeah. So, Carolina, welcome thank to you. Epsilon Radio thank you. by proxy. Yeah. Thank and, you for uh, having me. We're in your beautiful apartment in downtown Brooklyn. Yes. But you're on the hunt for another apartment. Yes. Which is a very New York thing to do. It is. Uh, you have an amazing cafe, which I passed the other day in my hood, uh, Bed-Stuy. I'm very passionate about uh, <laughs> uh, called Skoll. Yes. Yes. How long have you had that uh, cafe? For almost three years. So we are soon hitting the three-year mark, and um, the first two years were amazing. Yeah. The last year terrible. Yeah. Um, that goes without being said, I guess, yeah. that it's been a crazy struggle to not only run a business but a restaurant, and yeah. then in New York City. Yeah. During. And corona. is um and is your main uh, I guess. Do you do that mainly because you also do blogging and, and yeah. Instagram? Yeah. So the cafe is actually um, it started out as a as a as a project between my partner and I, um, but he's the one who's running it day to day, and okay. I'm more of like. I don't. I never. You know, we never like figured out any official title. But um, I did all the interior design, and I'm. Yeah. I'm. I work with him when we have like planning and events and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But he's like the day to day manager. And um, how much of the, I passed it the other day, and it was very Danish. Yes. Very Danish. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah, you much can uh, tell. <laughs> is that you uh, bringing things from Denmark or finding things here that remind you of Denmark? For sure. So, um, Jesus, my partner, and I, we have a very uh, blended background. He was born in Colombia. I was born in Copenhagen. We met in Berlin, where we lived together for three years. And he came to Brooklyn when he was a year and a half, Bed-Stuy. He was raised in yeah. Bed-Stuy. So um, we basically wanted to mix everything together that we have experienced. We traveled the world together. Um, so so the cafe is sort of a, a blend of all of that, uh, bringing the best of both worlds, taking sort of like the Scandinavian interior design, but making it a bit more fun and colorful to mix in with like the vibe of, of New York. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a mix of everything we know and we, we love. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, what are your feelings on uh, powder pink? And as, powder a pink? as a color? I love it, obviously. I, I could tell. I could <laughs> so if you if you know question. me a little bit, it's uh, <laughs> th that's uh, that's pretty pretty visible that I'm yeah. yeah. My parents always said I have pink on my brain because it was always like that. Okay. Yeah. And what um what? And I can see you wore pink today. I did. Like, I didn't even do yeah. that intentionally. <laughs> but uh, powder pink. I'm also very affectionate about powder yeah. pink. I yeah. really like it. I've been on this color for a while, and I just really haven't gotten off it it's yet. It's a perfect, happy, beautiful color. There's, there's still too many. Uh, there's still tread on the tire. For with me and powder pink yeah yeah uh pastels too just yeah. general pastels I agree. which i think is similar do you think i got that from denmark and didn't realize did i get that you from copenhagen did. and then you probably did but i feel like it's a worldwide thing i read like i think it was 2017 that was the pink year where everything was i forgot they they they, they had a name for that kind of pink um but like the whole world was going pink so yeah. it was like a millennial pink millennial, millennial pink <laughs> there it goes so i feel like we're okay. all under the influence of yeah. millennial i guess pink. this one i have on is salmon right yes i put on my fancy shirt for you it looks really good thank you i appreciate I just uh, got it it's my first time wearing it it's it's really nice thank you 
Yeah. Um, okay, so then if, uh, if what influences like in, um, what inspirations in your aesthetics did you take from New York? I think, um, so instead of doing like all minimalistic uh, Scandinavian interior, I wanted to bring in like, um, we have we have a planned wall. So yeah. Bed-Stuy is very green. That's why I love it. You walk in the streets, you have the beautiful brownstone houses, you have the, the, the all the trees, especially right now, they're all blooming. Yeah, it's exactly. amazing. Yeah. The sunshine. Uh, New York City is very colorful because mm. it's just this um, melting pot of cultures and people and talent. So I wanted to bring that in and have it like with colors and have it. I feel like the, the main idea was that you walk in and you feel good and we get that a lot that people walk in and they're like wow this is just a great space so that was the that was the main goal to just have it be a happy welcoming space okay but nothing like was there any so the plant wall okay and then um i mean if i was still in the studio right now i put on an air horn for, for <laughs> bed-stuy like yes. every time bed-stuy was there, yes. I would like, burr, burr, burr. and it actually feels yeah. weird we we always lived in bed-stuy okay. now we're in downtown brooklyn yeah. for the second time living yeah. here and it's tricky. So Jesus always loved Bed-Stuy. He would no. never move away. He said, never, never, never. Then after opening the cafe, which might sound weird, he um, so he's very close to the customers. A lot of them are super loyal. They come yeah. in every day. Some of them have become friends, family. And uh, every time he would leave the cafe, the streets would be full of the customers. So yeah. he, he felt like he was always at work he always had mm. to be on sometimes people would approach him and he'd be like who is that but obviously uh, he would they, act like he know yeah um but then they so, recognized him so from he the cafe. wanted yeah, yeah he wanted sort of some distance so he could he could you know on the days where the cafe is closed he could say okay i'm just home i'm chilling i don't need to like run into people and be my happy self all yeah. the time because it is draining to be on like he is yeah. So uh, so now we're in downtown Brooklyn. Um, still spend a lot of time in Bed-Stuy, mm. but uh, it feels a bit like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does feel a bit like cheating. Yeah. But I won't tell. Well, I guess we're telling everybody. We now. are telling everybody. Yeah. Um, but no, I feel the same. But I feel the same every time I come back to Bed-Stuy. Yeah. So I, I think my listeners know this already. I grew up in Yonkers, uh, but uh, my aunts, who I'm very close to, always lived in Bed-Stuy since I was a kid. So every summer for two months, I went to Bed-Stuy. So I hung out in Bushwick, I hung out in Bed-Stuy, in uh, Tompkins Park, everywhere. And then, uh, and then when I decided to go to college, I was just like, I'm moving in with my aunts. So I moved to uh, Bed-Stuy, and it's like a bit uh, double every time I come home because I miss it. I'm happy that I've had all these other experiences. I still miss my home. Then I'm like nervous and anxious about how much it's changed because it's like my, I don't know, there's like this attachment to yeah, it. Yeah, and, I don't and it want, changes so much. Yeah, and I want like some new cafes and some new bars, but not too many. No. And I'll tell you like my moment of like uh, reconciliation this trip. So I got home uh, and now with a baby, I realized how unpractical it is to get <laughs> to be in New York in general. <laughs> but anyway, I really desperately wanted to walk him on uh, Fulton Street. And uh, and we I finally got him far enough that we could get to Fulton Street. And Which is a very busy street. Very busy street. Yeah. And, uh, and then I started seeing like the African braiding shops and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, they're still here. They're still here. Yeah, it's thank cool. God they're still yeah, here. They're still here. <laughs> and then in the corner of my eye, there was just like some Caribbean uh, dance hall music blasting in like basically like a hallway. Uh, and this guy selling CDs and mixtapes, and I thought, he's still here. They're still here. Like, one of them has survived. Yes. Yes. And then I was like, okay, 
the then, oils, the perfumes, yeah. all those little shops. Yeah, those are yeah. like, I just need them. I never shop there. No. I don't use any I never of the bought product. anything either, but they have to be there. <laughs> they got to be there. Yeah. Also, I think Jesus and I, after we always, because we, we both go back and forth to Copenhagen a lot. So for us, it always takes a few days once we're back in one of the countries to like get used to it because yeah. it's so different. But those are the places they just have to be there, the yeah. people. And New York is changing so fast, but yeah. it, that's why it's very important that you yeah. still have those. I will those say spots. that also institution that I've noticed is gone or half gone now, which again is like, I never shopped there, but it needs to be there is a uh, fat Albert, which is like on the border between is on Broadway going towards Bushwick. And, uh, it, I guess it's like, do you know it? It was like, no. a, it's like a dollar store kind of vibe. Okay. And they had everything. It was like four floors. They had like, uh, clothing. It's like Walmart, but it was still like its own thing. Independently owned completely crappy store. <laughs> But it was there, and you just knew I just go to Fat Albert, and they have everything. They got electronics, they got TVs, they got clothing. Everything it's you can It's all going to cost five bucks yeah. maximum. Yeah. And uh, I, I walked on Broadway uh, off of Graham Avenue the other day to find that it was gone. Oh, and no. it was not only gone, it was replaced by a Chipotle and a Starbucks. Oh, God. And it was that's the worst part yeah I when it's that. when it's when it's replaced by something that is everywhere right i wish it yeah so right uh r.i.p to fat albert it still exists somewhere like they, they left them the basement somehow so you can still go but it's not the same Aww. uh they used to have this huge sign right across from woodhall hospital yeah um, and i think like gentrification has been happening in brooklyn for the past many many years but but COVID has really accelerated that. that accelerated, okay. A lot of those yeah. small businesses haven't been able to survive yeah. and, you know, Starbucks yeah. has money so they can easily yeah. like sweep in and take Clean over. it up. Uh, but how has it been? Has it been rough on you guys? I mean, obviously it's been rough, but like... It has. It has. Um, Jesus has been great at, you know, keeping a clear head and not getting stressed out. Obviously he's been stressed out, but he's been great at being proactive. So he closed down when he had to. And I think that was around May, no, March 20, uh, when, when the restaurants okay, had to close. Yeah. And he was able to already within six weeks, I think the end of April, um, a nonprofit was established, brand oh, new nonprofit yeah. that donated money to small businesses uh, to cook meals for hospitals okay. and essential workers. So he started doing that and cooked, I think, more than a thousand meals for local hospitals. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, so the people that were working over hours, the nurses, mm. they mm. would get free lunch and dinner. Oh, nice. So that kept the cafe afloat. Okay, for that's the first a time. Great program. Very great. He also fed um, the local police stations, but said no to doing so when um, after George Floyd because yeah. it just didn't sit right to feed yeah. police officers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a struggle of, you know, grabbing all the chances he got, but also doing what feels right yeah. while surviving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's definitely been, been but tough, but the cafe is still here. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. And then. Um, Wait, uh, Airhorn, and then maybe tell the address. <laughs> of the cafe? Yeah, so yeah. people know. So yeah. the cafe is 373 Lewis Avenue yeah. in Bed-Stuy, yeah. right by Utica Station. Utica Station. And yeah. what's the cross street? Lewis and Macon. Lewis and Macon. Yeah, you right by the, the Brooklyn Library. Brooklyn. Yeah. Right by the yeah. Macon Library. Yeah, so shout library. out to uh, school.